Hello and thank you for joining me, Philippa Richard, on the Enriching Design podcast, talking about how design can make homes and cities better for people and better for the planet. When I'm trying to make the most of the space, I tend to think in terms of activities rather than rooms. So conventionally, you might say, I need a kitchen, I need a dining room, I need an office, I need a spare bedroom, that kind of thing. Whereas instead of that, I would be looking at things saying, I need the place to cook. So that's going to be like the working bit of the kitchen. And I would break this down into a lot more detail. But then I would say, I need somewhere to eat, to dine. So that dining space could be in the kitchen. It could be a separate dining room. It could be a space within a living room or an open plan area. So there are different places for that. In terms of something like a home office, that doesn't even necessarily need an entire room. Very often, maybe all, unless you're doing the kind of work from home where you actually have people come to visit you and you definitely need an office to hold meetings with clients. If you're just sitting like I do, working from home where it's primarily on my computer and going through some paperwork, you really just need a comfortable desk and chair somewhere with a bit of storage. Now, you could put a desk um, in lots of different places in the house. It could be in a separate room. It could be, say, in a dining room, could be in the corner of a living room, could convert a cupboard off a corridor, um, could be in a, in a hall. Mine's actually in my kitchen. Um, when you think of a spare bedroom, usually we're imagining guests coming to stay. But the bedroom actually has, a multi, has different activities involved. You have the bed, obviously, and you need the room around it and probably things like some bedside storage. But then a normal bedroom would also have all the wardrobe storage as well. Well, guests don't really need all of that. They need the bed and the bedside stuff, but then they don't need a full big wardrobe. They more likely would find something like a a small chest or an ottoman that they could store a few bits and pieces in, lay their suitcase out so that they can open it up or their bag without having to leave it on the floor and then have some hooks on the wall so that if they've got a few things that need hanging up, those things could just get hung up. So spare bedroom space for guests doesn't need to be as big as a conventional bedroom. This means that you don't need an entire spare bedroom in order to have spare bed space for guests. If you imagine having something like a day bed or a sofa bed, then that could end up being in different places. Obviously, it could be in the lounge if one of your sofas is a sofa bed. 
It could also be in a home office. That's what we've done. We have quite a reasonable sized office with a sofa bed and then that room doubles up as a spare bedroom. If you still have the a separate dining room, that also could have a spare sofa bed. So once you're starting to think of activities, you don't necessarily need an entire room for that activity. You just need to see where that activity could fit into a different room. The other big benefit that comes from listing things by activity rather than rooms is that when you go through each activity, you actually start to pay attention to all the little practical details that will make a space work. So, for example, in a bathroom, when you're going through the process of all the different things you would do in a bathroom, you start to realise that you're going to need storage probably in different spaces. So we all tend to think of having the cabinet close to the sink. But if you're having a bath or a shower, you have all the bottles and shampoo and soap and things that you use whilst you're using the shower or using the bath. So you need some storage there for those to be accessible. You also want your towels to be handy so that there's somewhere where you can grab a towel as you're getting out of the bath. Now, as you're listening to this, this can sound so obvious that you would think, well, surely no professional would ever miss these things. But I'm always staggered by how often I talk to people. And when I explain what I do and, and how I do things, how they will start to throw stories at me of places they've come across where those obvious things have been missed. And indeed, I find this when I go to hotels very often. Um, You know, we've stayed in hotels where, particularly when my daughters were younger, we would order a family room where you get two double beds. And then the number of times where the only bedside table you would get would be one between the two beds. Well, if you've got two people in a bed, then each person wants a bedside space. You want somewhere to put your glass, to put your glasses down as you take them off before you go to sleep, to put your mobile phone. You know, there are things that you want. There's a reason why we have bedside tables, because there is all sorts of stuff that we're going to want handy and accessible. And yet all too often you find that one person has to stick all their stuff on the floor because there's only a bedside table in between the two beds accessible to half the people in the room. So if you go through by activity, you don't make those kinds of mistakes because you'd actually think we've got two people in this bed. Each of them is going to need these things. So today's advice was all about designing based on activities rather than rooms. And this means you can benefit in two ways. One, by potentially finding the space you need within an existing room rather than needing a new room in the home. And you can also improve the way 
your home currently functions by really thinking through the activities that you perform and questioning whether you have all the storage you need, easy access to the things you want when you're performing those activities. And those are your tips for today. Well, thank you for joining in. You were just listening to the Enriching Design podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and be sure to head over to digonhome.com and join the email list and our Facebook group for updates and personal offers.